Welcome back, everyone. It is week 11, I believe, for college football. We are getting down to the nitty gritty, the uh, home stretch here. Hopefully, everyone had a good week last week. I did not. Uh, so I'm hoping that it worked out a little bit better for you guys. Uh, man, it, last weekend was just rough. Uh, a bunch of guys ended up uh, getting hurt in a lot of my lineups. I was fairly decent on an Ohio State run game. Um, Ended up pivoting to the third string or the second string guy. He didn't get anything going. Their passing game was a mess. Uh, just not ideal all the way across the board. But beautiful thing is we have a bounce back spot this week to get it right. So hopefully everybody is on board, ready to rock and roll. Uh, we will go over the main slate uh, for DraftKings uh, here this Saturday, November 12th. Uh, but first, just as a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. So uh, holidays are coming up. If you're looking for uh, any kind of ho uh, holiday gifts or something for yourself, your spouse, this is the best gift you can get them. They have amazing products. They have everything from lotions to sprays to razors to trimmers. Like they got it all. All this stuff is high tech as, he as hell. Uh, just absolutely awesome stuff. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code zone20 at manscaped.com. Uh, cool. Got my sheet up. Let's rock and roll here. Um, all right. So hopefully everyone can see this. I will try to zoom in a little bit for you here. Uh, as always, breaking down kind of the spots that I think we might be able to exploit this week. Uh, on the slate, going through kind of a high-level overview, we've got LSU coming off that huge victory at Al uh, playing Alabama. They go to Arkansas, uh, what is, which is not going to be an easy game for them. Very interesting total and spread here is it's pretty close. Um, so this is going to be a game we will definitely talk about here. Mizzou to Tennessee, uh, the Bulls should be out for blood and getting some revenge after uh, getting hammered last week by the Dogs. Oklahoma, West Virginia with a massive total at 67. Virginia Tech and Duke, uh, Purdue at Illinois, probably not going to be going to too much from this game here with the total being at only 44 and a half and both defenses, especially Illinois, being pretty solid. Uh, Indiana and Ohio State, we shall have some interest there. Notre Dame at Navy, another one that I'm not really interested in this week. Uh, you can see here 39 and a half total. Uh, SMU and USF. Not sure if we're going to see another, you know, 70 or 80 points from SMU, whatever they put up last week, but this game does have some appeal. Uh, I believe it's got the highest total on the slate at 72. Uh, Alabama Ole Miss. Let's see what this one brings us with the lane train hosting Saban. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Louisville Clemson. Nebraska goes to Michigan where they are massive underdogs. Maryland at Penn State and UCF at Tulane. So, when we look at this, some spots that I think we might be able to uh, take advantage of just from a statistical spot and where I think we can exploit. When we're looking at passing offenses, the ones that jump out this week with a huge advantage is Ohio State, uh, SMU, Iowa State, and Penn State. Um, looking at it, you have very clear, you know, top 40 passing offenses uh, facing, you know, passing defenses that are uh, – Less than appealing, uh, Oklahoma State 125th in the country in terms of yards given up, Maryland 84th, you've got 124th for USF, and 108 for Indiana. So not great at all. 
I didn't really highlight this because they weren't a top 40, but LSU also is a very good spot facing Arkansas, which we've been picking on all year from the passing game standpoint. So those are kind of the best spots from the passing game you would look at on paper. From the rushing standpoint, Arkansas against LSU uh, has a pretty clear advantage here. Ohio State again. Uh, Alabama and Michigan seem to be really jump out from a statistical standpoint. So um, that's kind of just the numbers at a high level. Going into here, some of my favorite plays of the week and some of my favorite games, the stacks. Let's start with stacks first. Um, I like this spot quite a bit, as I'm sure everyone does every week, but Ohio State in a bounce back spot here. Um, again, last week was much closer than they wanted. The weather was absolutely terrible. Uh, just a, like, just get that's one of those games, just get out with a victory. Uh, you don't really care about anything else when it approaches halftime. This week shall be different. Uh, bearing any crazy weather again, Ohio State being a 40 point favorite. Uh, they're statistically a massive advantage offensively, both on the ground and in the passing game. Um, so I think you got to look at this from all angles. As always with Ohio State, the challenge is going to be to kind of decide, you know, does one guy soak up all the, the targets and do they soak up all the uh, all the points here or is this thing going to get spread out? Uh, because of their price tags, you kind of need one or both of these guys to really go off. Um, in my opinion, it's tough to jam in both Harrison and Igbuka with C.J. Stroud. So if you're going to do it, you know, you play multiple lineups, let's say, you know, you may have to just pick and choose a guy uh, from each of those um, lineups that you want to play. So one Harrison, one Igbuka, you could go Julian Fleming as well. 5,100 is kind of make it your double stack. If you can jam Harrison and Igbuka in your lineup with Stroud, more credit to you. It just obviously makes your lineup uh, very tough from a uh, complexion standpoint and how you're going to build. Um so Ohio State, they're in an amazing spot. They should absolutely hammer Indiana here at home. Uh, yeah, moving on. I'm not throwing these guys as my number two stack because they almost scored 100 points. But SMU has to be on the list here this week. We talked about it just a second ago. They have the fourth ranked passing offense in terms of yardage in the country. Obviously, the numbers are a little bit skewed due to last week, basically giving three games worth of stats into one game. But still, you have the fourth ranked passing offense. USF has a terrible passing defense, 124th in the country in yardage. Um, man, SMU should be able to light these guys up. Uh, their defense isn't very good, SMU, so you should be able to see some pushback here from USF, at least some points to, you know, take this game into the third, fourth quarter. Um, Rishi Rice at 8,400 is obviously the number one target there. Then you've got Jordan Curley at 4,600. You've got RJ Maryland at 3,500, which started to see more run the last few weeks. And at the Stone Men, you've got Dylan Goffney, who is going to be a little bit more of a roller coaster and turbulent, uh, but perfect for tournaments because he does have, you know, if he can get you 15 plus points at dead Stone Men 3K, uh, you're rocking and rolling here. So there's just a lot of options. SMU, you got to, you know, kind of pick right, but this is a spot that you shouldn't ignore. And I think if you're going to stack in other areas of this slate, this is a great game um, to pick off some pieces because they are pretty cheap uh, from this matchup. So <clears throat> SMU I have up here in my top five. Some of my other core stacks I like here, LSU and Arkansas. Uh, I kind of have it split here because I like both sides of this game. Jaden Daniels, 8,500 is expensive, but he has just been on an, uh, a tear the last few, you know, about the last month, let's say. This is a huge spot for LSU. 
Uh, this will not be an easy game at all in Razorback Stadium. Uh, and LSU has their path, right, to make the playoff eventually. So this is a huge game. they got to win this game. It's important for them. I think we see Jaden Daniels continue his terror streak here. You've got Malik Neighbors at 5,800 and Kayshawn Butte at 53 are really good pairing options with him. If you want to go that route, you could just play Jalen Daniel or Jaden Daniels by himself as well. Uh, don't mind that. For Arkansas, the reason I love this is both guys are super cheap. KJ Jefferson is 6,500. The guy is just 25, 30 point a week, just will not raise his price. So keep playing him. Um, and then Matt Landers, 5K. He has been phenomenal lately. Uh, I think he's gone over 20 points two straight weeks. Uh, forgive me if I'm mistaken there. I don't have enough. He point remains. He has been dynamic as hell. Uh, so I like this Arkansas side. Again, when you look at the point totals and everything, guys, it's a three-point game, I believe. Uh, three-point spread on a game that is projected to have, where is my sheet? 63. So, I mean, they're they're expecting, you know, 30 points out of both of these teams, a 33-30 you know, a uh, 30, 27, something like that. So um, in my opinion, trust Vegas. I think this game gets up and gets going here a little bit. And uh, yeah, I like both sides of its kind of attack. Number five, they are in a tough matchup. Don't be deceived here. Tennessee at home. Uh, Mizzou has the 26th ranked passing defense and the 19th ranked rushing defense in terms of yardage in the country. They are sneakily playing really good defense this year. Um but I think Tennessee is in just a spot where they are, they know they have to get back on track fast uh, and roll the rest of their year if they want a shot at the playoff. Um, this is where it gets started. I just think this is a tough spot for Mizzou, like coming off uh, or going on the road, a pissed off Tennessee team at home. I think the Bulls are just going to overwhelm them, man. I, I just think they're too good offensively. They have too many weapons. So I like this spot. They're a 20 and a half point favorite. Um, but this one is a little bit riskier, in my opinion, than the others. Uh, the defense for Mizzou, again, they, they don't mess around. They're solid. Uh, but I think Tennessee can romp them here as well. So um, I'm going to jump back on the Bulls train. I was on them last week. I've been on them all year. I think Hendon Hooker, obviously, is your, your main point where you start. You've got Jalen Hyatt at 7,300, Cedric Tillman at 65. Um, I think both those guys are very viable, and you – probably throw both in the same stack. At least that's what I'm going to do. Um, Cause if I think Tennessee blows them out here and goes 60 points or 50 points, you know, I want as much of that uh, as I can get. So two other sneaky spots that I think you can go on Saturday, Iowa state, you've got Hunter Deckers, 5,700. I think he's in a really, really good spot here. Um, let's see the numbers on that game, Iowa state. Uh, so it's a one point game. Iowa State's favored on the road, about a 50 total. They are facing Oklahoma State's defense, which is 125th in the country. That's just abysmal. And I think you have to give this some consideration. We've seen Deckers not often, but a few times here have spike weeks and have really good games. Um, I think at 5,700, he's a really strong play. You can get 25-plus points from him on DraftKings. Man, you're in a great, great spot here. Um, and he's got his best weapon, Xavier Hutchinson, who is just a, a machine out there. 8,300. I don't know how Oklahoma State stops him this week. So I'm going to have some stacks with Iowa State. Uh, I think it's a good spot. They just do not want to run the football. So 
all roads lead you to Deckers and Hutchinson, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really sneaky spot this week. Uh, Mississippi is the other one. Um, I think we know Mississippi wants to run the football. That's their game. That's what they do best. Quinshaw Judkins is the best freshman in the country. Um, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to against Alabama, uh, who right now has the 11th ranked rushing defense in the country. So they're, they're tough on the ground. Nick Saban is obviously a very smart coach. He understands the, the way they win this game is they need to shut down the run and make Jackson Dart beat them which Jackson Dart has done a few times this year for teams. Like we've seen the 25, 30 point upside. We've seen Jonathan Mingo and Malik Heath um, get going and, and light it up. That's obviously where Alabama is most exposed, right? So um, I think this is by far the riskiest one on the slate because Alabama could just come out hair on fire after last week's game and just steamroll these guys. But I think the offense is still pretty good. Uh, the other concern is we've seen Jackson Dart at times look very, very mediocre. So, again, I think this is kind of a coin flip. I think it's not a sure play whatsoever, but I'm going to have some old Miss stacks this week uh, because I do think there's potential here where this gets rocking and rolling. And, again, Quinshawn Junkins, I'll have some because he's just too good to ignore. But I do think Alabama does whatever they can to shut the run game down and they're going to force Jackson Dart to beat him here. So, uh, game theory-wise, that's kind of where I'm rolling. If you want to just roll out a few random one-off quarterbacks, uh, I think Dylan Gabriel at 8K is pretty interesting. Uh, Riley Leonard for Duke at 7,900 gets a miserable Virginia Tech team. Um, he has thrown a touchdown, I believe I saw, in every game this year. Also has running ability, which we like. And then I think the uh, the, the X factor on the entire slate, tough matchup, no doubt about it. But well, um, Malik Cunningham at 7,600. For a guy with his dual threat ability is just way, way too cheap. Again, I know it's a tough matchup, but we've seen Clemson exposed a few times this year. Um, we don't know what we're going to get out of Clemson, right? They're out of the playoff run, uh, about 99% shot. They are finished. The ACC is too weak this year for them to get in. Um, so do they just roll over and, and you know, play, play dead the rest of the year? Do they come back out and come firing in all cylinders? Like, I don't know what, what Clemson team we see, but if it's the Clemson team that we saw versus Notre Dame last week, I'll have some interest in Malik Cunningham at 7,600. Moving on to running backs. Jameer Gibbs at 8,700. Steep price tag, but he is the heartbeat of that Alabama offense. Uh, he is always a good play if you can get there. Blake Corm at 8,300 is a really great play, as always, every week. My fear with this one is can he hit value uh, because they should absolutely blow Nebraska out of the stadium here. Um, Nebraska has one of the worst rushing defenses in the country and Michigan likes to run the football. So this is a massive, massive mismatch. Again, you're paying a high price, 8,300. Quorum could get there in two quarters, but I'm, I'm nervous about that. Um I'll talk about it a little bit. I kind of prefer Donovan Edwards this week at 5,600. I just don't think they'll need Blake Corum a whole lot this week. Um, and you have Ohio State coming up in a few weeks. Like, why run this guy into the ground? So I like Donovan Edwards a little bit more here. But, again, if you want to play Blake Corum, no one's going to get mad, right? So uh, Eric, Eric Ray at 7,600, in my opinion, is a really good play. He's been getting 20-plus touches each of the last few weeks. Finally, Oklahoma's gone a little bit more balanced and they are getting rewarded for it. He has been producing and had a really good season. 
Um, and he's getting even better, obviously, with more touches. So Eric Gray at 7,600 is a really strong play. We talked about Judkins at 7K. You know, I, I don't think there's a slate or a team on this uh, in the country that I would completely fade him against. Um, maybe Georgia, but I'm just going to keep playing him. He will not be necessarily a core play for me this week, just because I do think, again, talk about Alabama trying to shut them down. Uh, but he's always a good play. Ty J Spears, 6,500. He has been awesome the last few weeks. Tulane has the biggest game in the last 50 years, probably, of this program. Um, at home, I think it's a really good spot for him. UCF is tough on the ground, so keep that in mind when you're plugging him in. But he's been really, really good. So um, kind of the same thing as Judkins here. Uh, Keyshawn King, 6,300. Well, we got word that Malachi Thomas is probably going to miss Virginia Tech, so that consolidates the running back room for them, which is good news because Duke is trash on the ground. Keyshawn King at 6,300 is a good play. Donovan Edwards is going to be my player pool. Like I said, may end up making my main lineup. Still a little bit early on that. Uh, you've got RJ Harvey, another guy I've talked about for a few weeks now. He is getting the bell cow work for UCF. Uh, 5,400, I think he's a really interesting play against a tough matchup. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him. And with questions about which quarterback starts, I think there's just a lot of question marks surrounding this play here. But for 5,400, if this kid's going to get 18 to 25 touches this week, I like it. Nick Singleton at 5,100. I know he's in a split backfield. I know KV on Allen has outproduced him lately. He is getting the touches where Singleton's not. I'm sorry, touchdowns where Singleton's not. I think this is a sneaky game that you could see Nick Singleton break some really long runs. Um, when you look at the matchup, Maryland, I believe on the ground, mediocre rushing defense, you know, nothing to write home about, nothing amazing. But I do think Penn State here can bust off a few big ones to Singleton. So that's kind of my call. I'm going to save the 800 bucks and play him uh, over Allen. But both guys are playable, obviously. And then the guy uh, that I almost missed, and I don't know how, but Tyler Levine, spelled differently, not related. But if Trey Siggers misses for SMU this week, this kid has been getting all the work for SMU. We talked about how bad USF's defense is. Um, I think there's some really good correlation there and leverage that you can get off of that passing game that most people are going to probably flock to. Um, and he's in a very, very good spot for 3,400. So uh, if Siggers is indeed going to miss again, I think he's missed the last four games. I haven't seen anywhere he's going to play. If he misses, Tyler Levine, Levine, at 3,400 becomes a really awesome play. Wide receivers will run through this real quick. Some guys in stacks that I didn't talk about. Uh, let's see, we hit on Rice, Hutchinson, Harrison, Buka, Hyatt. Michael Mayer at 6,800, good play again. Uh, uh, he's the only guy, right, in Notre Dame. So Michael Mayer at 6,800. Uh, Kobe Hudson for UCF has been really, really amazing lately, 6,300. I think he's in a good spot. Versus Tulane, again, tough defense. I think they're going to have to throw a little bit. Uh, we'll see which quarterbacks uh, lines up for UCF on Saturday. I don't think we're going to know before that they run out on the field, to be totally honest with you. So that's the only reason I can't play that passing game. Um, but Hudson, either way, has been awesome. Xavier Weaver on the other side of the SMU game for USF has been freaking dynamic all year. And the cool thing I like about this is they see the games that they are getting blown out he goes way off because they are trailing and he is their featured guy in that offense. So Xavier Weaver at 5,900 
is going to be one of my favorite plays of the week. Um, let's see, Jordan Curley, we talked about him. Stephon Johnson, you could look at. I don't know who's going to start for Oklahoma State, but at 3,900, freshman, getting a lot of run there, getting a lot of playing time. Um, and then we talked about RJ Maryland and Goffney. So that's kind of my player pool this week, my top five stacks, some sneaky stacks running backs that I like and that I'll be playing quite a bit of and my full wide receiver list. The only guy that I didn't mention is running back Raheem Sanders. I don't know why I didn't talk about him, but running back for Arkansas, LSU has been getting gashed on the ground all year. Uh, what's the numbers? Arkansas is the 10th ranked rushing offense and the LSU 63rd in rush defense. So that's the only other spot that I see is a clear advantage this week. Um, but yeah, stay, you know, Good luck this week, obviously. Um, please fire away any questions, any comments, any guys that I missed into the comments or on Twitter at me. Um, I'm at VinnyLevine29, as you can see right there below. And good luck this week. Hopefully we can uh, bust through, or at least me, and get back on the saddle and uh, let's win some money this weekend. So follow me on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to us here on YouTube. And uh, until next time.